I'm Yamilka Rodriguez, and this is the Brand Therapist Podcast, where we come together and dive deep into the psychology of branding. We live in a new era that asks us to step up and show our individuality, learn what makes us unique and different in this world. Let's open the door to possibilities so you can win in business, life, and relationships, because everything starts with you. Hello, Ingrid, and welcome to the Brown Therapist Show. I'm so, so excited to have you. Before we get started with our questions, I'm going to go ahead and read your bio. Ingrid's drive and ambition was much inspired by her family who left their native Cuba in the early 60s for San Juan, Puerto Rico, with little more than clothes on their backs. Wow. Love to hear more about that story. Ingrid's father eventually built a very successful real estate company on the Iman and was known as a pioneer. Ingrid's parents and shoe designer and fashion designer ignited her aspiration to design. Ingrid pursued a career in graphic design at the prestigious Rhode Island School of Design, RISD. Wow. Ingrid worked in Massachusetts for a couple of years before moving to Louisville, Kentucky in 1992, where she worked for a couple of agencies before starting her own business from a bedroom in her house. Today, 20 years later, Ingrid has grown her company of a team of 15 professionals and expanded her office for the third time and purchased an adjacent building, which is huge, beautiful, and gorgeous. So let's talk a little bit about your business. Ingrid Design is a small agency with big experience. They count with a team of award-winning graphic designers, creative thinkers, and brand builders who partner with companies of all sizes, from startups to large corporations like Ferreira Darden, restaurants, Macy's, to build a grow strong brands and creatively solve marketing and communication challenges. Services include everything from developing brand identity and strategizing a creative new marketing campaign to optimizing social presence through visual storytelling. Some key examples of their work are annual marketing campaigns developed by the Girl Scout Cookies nationwide in UofL Health the power of you advertising campaigns. I love it. You've done so much and you have so many awards and you have a lot of design awards here and we know this, but we want to get to know you and a little bit about how you got to where you got. So welcome, Ingrid. Yeah, it's an honor to be here. Thank you so much for inviting me. And uh, we go back and and we both love design. So I am very honored Yes, so cool. So this would be called the Brand Therapist Show unless we talked about our childhood. So I want you to tell me a story from your childhood that kind of brought you to this point in your life. Actually, it all happened when I was in the eighth grade because there was a, a poster competition for the theater play that they were doing at my school. And my school went from kindergarten through high school. So it was 13 years with the same people. But I was in eighth grade and the high school students were doing Fiddler on the Roof in the big theater in Puerto Rico because the music director was retiring. So there was a poster competition among middle school and high school. And I submitted my poster idea and it was very graphic. And they chose my poster. 
and it was produced. We did it silk screen. I did a lot of posters after that and loved the graphic design with simple shapes of silk screen. So that poster made me feel like, oh, well, I'm good at this, maybe. So I'll keep doing it. I love that. So I know you're also a fashionista and you have plenty of shoes to brag about. When I see you in events or different places, you're always with some spectacular shoes. So if you ever, or you know Ingrid, you have to go and see her shoe collection. She has a pretty amazing one. So Ingrid, we want to start with this question around what's your fame story? I want you to tell me what your fame story is all about. I, you know, fame is such a big word, but when I won the first business award, that really made me feel important. Like I might, might be doing something right. And that was the National Association of Women Business Owners in, in 2012. So I won the uh, Woman Business of the Year Award. And after that, I started getting a little bit more involved in the community. And then I would be asked to give speeches and share my knowledge. And all of that started building up. And I'm like, wow, you know, it started feeling important. And I was included in the 100 Fascinating Global Women book, which was a huge honor among amazing women in Louisville. So all those little things kind of add up. And you're like, oh, maybe, maybe I have a little bit of faith. But one of the biggest things, because it was national, was there was an article done about fashion or style here in Louisville, and that journalist remembered that I have a shoe collection. And all of that obsession started because my grandfather was a shoe designer, and my mom had shoes from all over the world that she traveled. And so when she passed away. I inherited a lot of her shoes because we had the same shoe size, <laughs> which I was very lucky. So I have shoes from the 60s and the 70s. And I mean, I have like amazing shoes that were hers plus mine. And this journalist was doing an article for USA Today. And so that evolved into an article that included my shoe collection. And they did a photo shoot that was really cool, the shoes around me. And that got became the, the cover of the USA Weekend publication. And so that was a huge deal. So. Oh, I love it. That's the best one, actually. I love that. So tell me, what is Ingrid's brand all about? What's your personal brand about? My personal brand, it's always going to be creative. Creativity comes first. And a very kind of positive, cheerful personality, which I think we've kind of built in the culture of, of the business. And I like to be inspiring. So I think also with the business, we are insightful and inspire and help our clients meet their goals. So I think they they walk really hand in hand. Right. And you know, I always think about if our clients are successful, we're successful, right? And it all has to do with our clients and how much effort we put on on that with our clients and how empathetic we are with our clients. So I love that. I love when I talk to people and all they talk about are their clients. It's just like you can see the emotion they have for their work and what they do. So tell me, I want to know what your greatest fear is. My greatest fear, I mean, it, of course, it all ties to the business. You know that for some reason, you know, we, we were not successful, but I don't cannot. I mean, that's a fear, right? You, you right. Work. Away from those fears. And 
I think there has always been in, in the face of challenge, which we've had quite a bit of challenges through the pandemic. Um, yeah. The businesses have, and, and it still kind of lingers. Uh, it doesn't all happen at the same time. So you still have the side effects of the pandemic because a lot of clients had big changes in their organization. So I think, you know, the most important thing is to stay positive and, and work and be very determined and very focused. If you lose that, then I think you could lose that confidence or that lose your groove kind of a thing, right? So one of the things that I've realized is I love being a creative, I'm creative, and sometimes doing the business side of things is a little bit not my passion. And if you, a fear would be like, if I felt so alone in that business side of things, then I would feel a little bit. And I have my great advisors that I fall into, you know, and I, and I consult to be able to feel like I'm, I've got this, I'm not alone. I'm, you know, people are looking, helping me with the business side. Those are fears that like, they linger. you know, every year you always fear, are we going to make it? Are uh, we going to have profits? And I always worry too much and look at everything so closely and then boom, you know, we make it. <laughs> I'm very fortunate to exceed my own projections or, or expectations. So I always say that's a blessing. So tell me of a moment that you felt something was holding you back. Well, when I, when I don't do creative stuff, I feel like it's not that it's holding me back, but I don't feel super fulfilled. So mm-hmm. then you kind of, you, could, you can get into a weird space, I think. So my every day is maybe done by my creatives and I get involved in accounts, but renovating the new building, you know, that's very creative and that was all my work. So I was in heaven because that was the creative expression of my creative expression into a building and creativity is expressed in so many different ways. So if I don't have something creative, that's bad for me. Yeah, it holds you back in in a way because as a business owner, we tend to be filled into all these little pieces. But as an original creative, if you're not doing something creative at some point in your work life, then things may be boring and that's not a good thing for creatives, right? Yes, I don't do well with boring. I know, I know. And even with clients, sometimes you're pushing clients to do things a little bit more creative. Then they come back and say, no, can you bring it back a little bit more? So that's also a back and forth with the client. So I I understand that sometimes that can be frustrating. But tell me, you just talked a little bit about somebody who helps you or coaches you through difficult times. Tell me a story about a mentor because we all need mentors. We don't do things on our own. And I know you've kind of created this business, but I'm sure you've had mentors to mentor you. So tell me a story about one in particular that you remember. And it doesn't have to be about your current work, but it could be about your life in general. In my life, you know, my first mentors, even though I didn't realize it, was my family because my dad was a businessman and I became my dad without even knowing that I was becoming my dad. Like to be involved in the community, giving speeches. I never dreamed that I would have followed his steps. That's kind of like, without planning it, he was my biggest mentor because I kind of followed his steps unconsciously. 
and the creative part of my family was very, very strong. But my first art teacher was my very strong mentor because if it was not through her believing in me and pushing me, I would have not continued that vein of, of line of work. And in business, I belong to a CEO roundtable of women uh, CEOs, and they have been amazing. So I learned from from them in different ways. I mean, one is a lawyer, the other one is an HR, the other one is a business coach, the other one is a vet, but of course, you know, I've got a dog. And another one is a designer, actually also graduated from RISD. And so through the different businesses, we all have the same challenges. And so we discuss the issues and we help each other and learn from each other and share best practices. And that has been great. Oh, wow. That sounds amazing. I think that's really important when you are able to get into a group and each of you have different strengths and you can bounce ideas of each other. And then when you get into a pickle, you can call each other up and ask advice. I love that. So tell me something that you, when you thought something was impossible, but you achieved it. I have to say during COVID, I'm not sure how many stories you're hearing around COVID still, but it was uh, such a scary time. It still is, I'll have to be honest with you. So the uncertainty, like the cutting budget, cut, cutting budgets, we had, surprisingly, we were doing really well in 2021. And you thought, it's past, we're going, and I had increased the team, and we were in the new building, and everything was just dandy, and we were celebrating. And certain budgets got changed radically overnight to the point that it really hurt. But when bad things happen, the great things come. And so that was actually a blessing in disguise because when you have a little bit too much of too many eggs in one basket and that there's a big change, it can hurt you. And we have been thinking about how do we really diversify client base? And this was the opportunity that came about and we have been doing a really good job in diversifying the client base and it's, it's different and it's exciting so we're ready to when everybody wants to resume their budgets <laughs> and we've already got other clients then we grow even better so yeah it's been tough but we have surprisingly always a lot of things and uh, exceeded our own expectations so we're making it happen. Wow. It feels like you're always living on the edge, right? It's like, am I getting this business? Oh, I don't think I'm getting this business now. Let's see, you know, where I can get my clients. So it kind of helps you grow in different directions. So it looks like you've had a few different challenges. What was your biggest challenge this year? Oh, we're still in it. (laughs) (laughs) We're still living it. And it was interesting because the effects of COVID kind of came later to us. So this is the year that day one, I'm like, whoa, how are we going to come out of this year? And great things are happening. Like you just said, sometimes you think, well, I'm going to submit this proposal and this proposal, some things you think you might get and you don't. And then out of the blue comes somebody who knew you 10 years ago and hey I want you to handle my whole account from one day to the next and it's hard to plan because 
you might be working on, like I said, hard proposals that RFPs request from proposal that you put all your sweat and tears in and, and then you don't get that, that and then somebody who already knows you brings you in. And here's yeah. the account, you're going to be our agency, no questions, they know our work. It's how we've grown really is the people that have worked with us in the past will come back. I mean, they might be in a different business, right? A different company and they come mm-hmm. back to us and they're like, we know how you work, we like how you work, we want you to work with us in this other company. Yeah, it's so interesting. And you know, sometimes when we work with word of mouth, which is a lot of, at least what I work with, it's a little different type of business model, right? You're not necessarily going out and selling yourself all the time. You're more like things drop in your lap here and there, and then you're just needing to manage your way around that. But that also says that how do you have a business where you grow that piece that you're not really looking for? I think it can differ. A lot of times when you're one or two or three people, it's a lot of maneuvering around. And you know this because you were at that. It's like, how do I step away from my business and have somebody else run it so you can do more, right? And so I think sometimes that's also a challenge for business owners as they grow how do you step away from some of that work? I evolve my role <laughs> so, in a little bit of everything. And sometimes when, again, going back to the creative, if I'm not that involved in the creative, I'm not that happy. So the fact that you have different skills that you can jump in and do a lot of things is great because when it was one or two, <laughs> you were doing that anyway. <laughs> right, exactly. That's so true. So tell me three lessons learned for you. Three lessons learned. I mean, really, you got to do good work because that's what sells you and people follow you. And so the quality of work has to be there, giving your all to your clients in, in making things, you know, being proactive and making things more than what they expect. That is what gives you a reputation. That's what gives you the word of mouth. That's how you maintain clients for a long time. So definitely be centered around quality and that customer service, I think put those two together and that's a formula for success. Yeah, that's so true. So tell us what's in the future for Ingrid Design, like five, 10 years from now, where do you see yourself going? Well, we're definitely in the path for growth again. I mean, there was a little setback. We've always had this vision of, you know, five years, you know, <laughs> that has been readjusted. So I think we are going to get back on track sooner than later, uh, which is exciting. I've got two buildings, we are spread out. <laughs> and so to fill up the buildings again with creatives, and we have people in both buildings, but they're not full. So we have the capacity to continue growing and, and servicing more, more accounts. So that's very exciting. And and on a personal level, I want to continue doing creative. I love that. Now, I know that you talk a lot about your business and what you're doing, but are you doing anything fun? Are you thinking about traveling and maybe taking your business to other places? Or are you thinking you're staying grounded in Louisville? Louisville is my home. I am from Puerto Rico. I, for fun, I actually semi-inherited my dad's condo when he passed. So 
I renovated that condo after I finished the building here. I mean, <laughs> wow. But that was a dream come true. I made it very artsy. It was a project that I just finished. So wow. it's very creative. It, it had my parents' things. So it was renovating traditional things, making them modern and more artsy. So there's a mix of that. Uh, so there are also a lot of the family heirlooms and paintings that have been in the family forever and, and then bringing some modern things and mixing up. Like my dad's, my dad had a Carmen Miller chair that he used chair forever, but he had it pink. Yeah, and then it was pink. And I'm like, no, let's got to reupholster that in white and everything's very white in the condo. And then, believe it or not, I got another Ames uh, chair for $100 that was completely destroyed and re- reupholstered it and got it what we done. And they all look brand new. <laughs> oh, wow. My favorite. As an industrial designer, I love furniture. Arnie Jacobson is one of my favorite chair designers and have a few and I'd love to have originals of my own. But look at you. You you've wow, been able to, that's so crazy. That they're like they look brand new. And then my the, the dining room chairs were really 14 chairs, very traditional, but I got them painted in white and then I took you met my uh, college roommate from Mexico that is a painter. One of her paintings I did printed on fabric for the chairs. And so they are pieces of art. Each one. Oh, is- wow. I can't wait to go to, I've never been in Puerto Rico, but now I'm like, maybe I should stop by and check out your new apartment. I had just visited a friend. She had a friend from Puerto Rico and she was telling us about the colors, what is it? The lights in the water. It has a name, the omnipresence, the, the okay. Yes. And I've been always wanting to go. And she was telling me that now you can't go in the water, but there's canoes that are transparent. Oh, they're transparent. No, I've not done the, the transparent canoes, but you can see it's far. You can move the water with the Oh, that's yes, that's what she said. Yeah. Oh wow, that's so beautiful. So anyway. I'm hoping to book my trip to Puerto Rico sometime next year. I'll let you know. So tell me, Ingrid, where can people find you? Where do you show up? So if somebody needs your services or just wants to have a conversation with you, how do they get a hold of you? Absolutely. So email will be the best. It's Ingrid, I-N-G-R-I-D, at IngridDesign.com. They can also go to the website to see some of our work. It's IngridDesign.com. And they can always call me. My number is 502-821-7270. And we are you know, ready to take on more clients, of course. We have a great team of uh, designers that really make it happen. So it's exciting to be able to contribute in this community. And we also have uh, clients nationwide. So it's, it's exciting to help anybody that has any branding, marketing, or advertising needs. So tell me, what's your particular niche with respect to other agencies? What do clients say about you all the time? The secret sauce. <laughs> yes, the secret sauce. Is that we don't operate like advertising agencies. We don't have that many layers. We always have our creative 
people talking to the client firsthand. And if there's any creative discussion, the creative person is part of that meeting. And that actually makes processes more efficient, more set on, on, on goals and uh, better communication and the clients love that. They're so right. Like working at Procter & Gamble, we used agencies and there was so many layers. And I was always like, I'm a designer. Why can't I talk to the designer? I don't want you to translate what I'm telling you. I want to talk directly to them. And there were always this barrier between the account manager and the actual creative. And I think those barriers need to come down so we can have collaborative conversations. And those were the best where I could talk directly either to the creative director or the actual designer because I know how to communicate with them. And so I think there's an old way of thinking where the client can't communicate with a designer because they talk different languages. They need to communicate with the account person who can talk to the client's language, which I think is a barrier to making things different and it, fun. It, it would be very successful in, in, in having this direct access to the creatives. And they ask questions and maybe start formulating ideas right then and there with the client. So you can get, I mean, I that's how I started. That's how I operate because I'm a designer. So I encourage that and I've I've always done it that way. Well, I love it. Thank you so much, Ingrid, for your time. I know you're a busy woman and you're making business happen. So I appreciate you. I hope that we can talk to you maybe a year from now and see where your goals are and where you are at that point in time. So thank you, thank you. And again, Puerto Rico and wonderful shoes. That's just a beautiful thing. Thank you, Yamilka. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening to The Brand Therapist. If you enjoyed today's episode, please subscribe, rate, and review this podcast on your favorite pod player. If you'd like to connect with me on social, you can find me at Yamoka Rodriguez Branding, Bespoke Branding Agency, or email me at yamoka at yamoka.com. Thanks for listening.